Good morning, everyone. It is, I don't even know what day it is. It's August 16th, and it is 7.36 in the morning in lovely San Jose, which is lovelier than I expected <laughs> it to be. And I'm sitting here with the always and expectedly lovely Kelly Robson. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. It is almost even not morning for me right now because I'm from the East Coast. So it's uh, like 11 o'clock, and you know, this is late. We had second breakfast time, but I haven't had first breakfast. <laughs> well, you, you woke up at like 4, right? Yeah, so exactly. you're, did you have breakfast then? I, I might have had a little bite or something. Yes. So, so this isn't technically first cup of coffee, but that's all right. Cheers. It is, it is coffee, though. It is coffee, yes. Cheers. Mm. Mm. We're sitting here in a little coffee shop. Oh. That, I think that's yours. We both we're sitting in a little coffee shop that Kelly found, and I've forgotten the name of already. Voltaire. Voltaire, which it's, is nice. It's lovely. Yeah, it's great. It's um, it's industrial chic, and uh, <laughs> is the, that what you call this? I, yeah, okay. I think so. It's industrial chic, and and it's um, a lovely hipster joint. And where there are hipsters, there's quality of life. So I'm very happy. Oh, I didn't realize those two things followed. Absolutely does. Ah, see, this is because I live in the country. We don't have hipsters in the country. <laughs> you don't have hipsters in Santa Fe. Santa Fe. I don't know that we do. Oh. It's hipster lifestyle and uh, spiritual woo-woo mm. art lifestyle right, right. may not mix. Mm, that uh, makes sense. I could be wrong. Mm. Totally makes sense. <laughs> so, what are we up to today? We are. Sephora board meeting, which we will are be in fun. The board meeting all day for ten um, hours. For ten hours, from eight in the morning until six at night. So we do get a break for lunch. One hour, and um, yeah, you know, I joined the Sephora board just um, uh, a month and a half ago, and I'm really enjoying it. Oh, there's my Christina. You go ahead and keep talking. <laughs> I'm really enjoying it, and and it's it's a new thing for me to be on the board of something that I really care about this much. Oh, because yeah. I've been on boards I'm get before. A snack, do you want mm-hmm. Yes, please. Okay. I've been on boards before. I've been on, uh, you know, the board of my choir, which you know I cared about, but it wasn't a very. There weren't a lot of decisions to be made. There wasn't a lot of of, of things to do on that. So it was a, it was mostly a social board. A lot of people just showed up to. Um, once a month to the board meeting just to to sit around and have a good time with their friends, which is fine. And then I recent, most recently was on the board of my condo, and um, and you know, condo associate homeowners condo. associations of all stripes. Yeah, yeah. So, but it was it was it was very much you know uh, organized with a head in hand by the president, who was who was a very forceful man and. And, and, you know, everything was done the way he wanted it to be done. So there was really no reason for me to be there. But now I'm on the CIFO board, and this is something that I care deeply about, that I cared about my entire life, with people whose work I respect. And um, it's really exciting. I'm enjoying it a lot. And, uh, and today is going to be long, but it's going to be, like, important things are going to get done. Things that really need to get done will get done. Yes, and that is going to feel really good. So I'm happy. Yeah. I felt that way when the board did the strategic visioning in uh, May at the Nebula conference. Mm. 
because I had done that sort of exercise before for other things. But this time, instead of it being about how can we build markets or how can we get new clients. Right, how can we make money? How can we make more money? This was about how can we better serve writers. Mm -hmm. And it was really cool to be involved in something in which I felt deeply passionate. So great. And so we will see what comes of that today. Because it's um it's a involved they're just it's a fairly complex organization, so a lot of tentacles as it were. Mm -hmm. A lot of programs and a lot of um, different, especially now that indie writers are in, um, CIFLA, there's a lot mm -hmm. of different needs to serve that don't necessarily, uh, that don't necessarily then. Yeah. Yes, and um, Game Writing, Nebula, we're going to be talking about that. Ooh. The Nebula for Game Writers. Which is very cool. And... <clears throat> We're going to be talking about the Nebula Conference next year, next May, in uh, Los Angeles. Yes, which will be really fun, be except fantastic. it'll be another coast-to-coast -coast journey for you. Which is okay. Um, my next uh, big project is going to be set in L.A. Ooh. The setting is, is Los Angeles, 1977. So I'm going to get lots of research on this awesome. Mm. Do you want to talk about that, or is it secret? Um... It's not secret, but there's not much to say about it yet. I haven't even haven't even started. I'm working on other things right now, trying to get stuff done. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's going to be really exciting, and I can hardly wait to uh, to get working on it. It's going to be one of those kind of. It'll be the first time I'll try and stretch out to a broader canvas. Does that mean multiple novel or yeah, novel? Yeah, so multiple points of view. Um, you know, I'm used to writing things that are very focused and very, very, right. um, well, you know, short stories. Yeah, right? what, what's the longest piece you've written? 40,000 words. Okay. Yeah. Uh, God's Monsters and the Lucky Peach is just a mm. couple hundred words, under 40,000 words. But still, it is, and this is, people always ask the question, you know, what's the difference between a novel and a novella? Well, to me, there's a really stark difference because God's Monsters and Lucky Peach is about one character, is one character's story. If, like there are other, there are B stories in it, but she's, everything she's is backpedaling because I made a face. I was thinking, I'm not sure I believe her, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> well, there, there are other, but it's all from from the main character's point of view, and it's very much her story. It's I like to think of short stories as a being about the most important thing that ever happened to a character. Yeah, and that is, and but that's a short story. That can't be what a book is about. A book is a broader canvas. I've heard someone explain that the difference between different lengths of stories is how focused the camera's eye is. Could mm -hmm. be. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that that is a good way to look at it. But also that it has to be um, not a simpler story, but a story with like fewer tentacles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Although... That story has many tentacles. It does have many tentacles. Because my main <laughs> character actually has, um, she has uh, six octopus legs, prostheses. That's right. She doesn't like them to be called tentacles. No, they're not tentacles. They're legs. They're legs. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, so. 
Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if I can, like, what, what does, how does it feel to stretch out, right? How does it feel to... And, to and not... you should see her, she's making these big gestures with her arms, like <laughs> she finally gets to expand. <laughs> I'm not actually Italian, but I, I can't think or, unless I'm moving, I have to move to think, which will be really fun because I have many things to fiddle with in the meeting today. Oh. I have to be able to move my hands while I'm thinking about things and listening to people. Oh. So you'll see me uh, playing with hair clips. Um, I have an Apple Pencil. I've got my, my iPad in here. So, you know, I'll be fooling around with a lot of Do you ever, like, knit? Um, I have knit, actually, but um, not have in years. knitted? I have knitted, yes. Back in, <laughs> back, back in the day, but I haven't done it in a long time. I used to um, needlepoint a whole lot. And in grad school... Uh, I actually had one of my professors, I would take the needlepoint to seminars, and I would sit there. And one of my professors told me that it was rude. A man, of course, told me mm-hmm. that it was rude and that I shouldn't do that and asked mm-hmm. me not to bring it anymore. You know, and looking back on that, yeah, I, I really don't agree. You know, of course, I was like, you know, 22 mm-hmm. and did what I was told, more or less, <laughs> as much right. as I ever have. But, um, yeah, I think uh, being able to do something like that with your hands helps you focus your thoughts. Mm. I mean, I never felt like I wasn't listening. No, 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 no. I've always, um, when I was in grade five, my teacher used to read to the whole class once a day for 15 minutes. And I was used to put my hand up and say, can I draw while you're reading? And she'd say yes. And I heard everything. I was totally engaged in the story, but my hands were moving, and that was helping me to be helping Your teacher was focused. much nicer than my professor. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's funny you should say that because back when Alex and I were both uh, knitting, Alex was my partner, um, we actually went to uh, watch a court case that a friend of ours was um, the defendant in. And we brought our knitting, knowing that we would be sitting there forever. And the judge gave us hall and said, no, you cannot knit in my court. Wow. Put that Man. Man. But I guess it's a respect thing, right? That's what my professor said, was that it was a respect thing. Okay, you're in charge, whatever. Mm -hmm. But women have always done this, right? I think so. I mean, Um, I guess I shouldn't pick on men. Sorry, guys. But mm. I do feel like it's something that men don't necessarily understand because it's Mm. not so much a part of their... The constant moving of the hands. And it's something that we have done for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Because we've always spun wool into thread. Mm-hmm. And we've always woven. And we're or peeling roots. Or, or peeling roots or anything. Doing gathering, gathering berries, uh, harvesting things. We're always doing things with our hands. Um, and so I think it is very natural for a lot of women, and probably a lot of men too, but especially women, to be moving their hands while they, while, while they think and That's talk. interesting. So, yeah. There's this fantastic book, and I'm not going to be able to look it up right now, but it's about the history of, of weaving. Oh. Um, and it is fucking fascinating. Excuse me. Can I swear on your podcast? You may. Okay. Well, you it's may. a fucking fascinating book. <laughs> and I'll, I'll pull it up for you in case uh, if anybody wants to know what that book is. But it is a fascinating book written by a woman. Is about it fascinating? The, it is utterly fascinating. <laughs> about the history of uh, the history of of women's work 
and for oh. and especially about weaving. And she she's um, she actually did wonderful things like she analyzed a, a, a piece of weaving from the historical record, from the archaeological record, which very very little of it has obviously survived because. Right. You know, because yarn and organic materials wool, yeah. don't, don't survive in the archaeological record. And then, um, so she, not only will she look at it and analyze it, she'll try to recreate it and oh. figure out how they did it. So it's kind of like, um, were. like the, I can't think of, I don't have any words this morning, uh, you know, like recreating the work of a painting by one of the mm-hmm. masters by replicating the brush strokes mm-hmm. that to you see. discover how they, yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. And so, it's called Women's Work the First 20,000 Years oh. by Elizabeth Wayland Barber. Okay. And uh, I highly recommend it. It is fascinating and it has tons of great information about the way women worked and lived in the past. I'll get that um, name for you and I'll put it in the notes on the podcast. So, <clears throat> so did she have a. We kind of got there by talking about women doing things with their hands. Mm-hmm. Did she have any conclusions? Just that women did stuff with their hands a lot, or mm-hmm. I think her conclusion was that the women's work was really important yeah. in the past. And when you think about humans, could not have survived without textiles, right? Right. Um, Without textiles, without women's work, humanity would not be here. Because textiles keeps you warm. Uh, in winter, it keeps you cool. In summer, it lets you um, keeps you from getting sunburned. It keeps you from getting sunburned. It lets you differentiate yourself from other members of the tribe, and it uh, lets you differentiate your tribe from 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 outsiders as well. Right? What you wear. Sorry about the barking dog. <laughs> what we wear is is a cultural signifier. That's so, interesting. So her, her conclusion is is that women's work has been disregarded in in historical studies. Shockingly because, enough. Shockingly enough. Not only because uh, of sexism, but also because uh, women's work in organic materials doesn't survive the historical record, doesn't survive into the historical record, and that this is. Um, this is the reason why it is disregarded, but it is absolutely essential, and that it ought not to be disregarded. So that's her conclusion, and it's a great book. It's also very readable. Oh. This um, we've been eating this uh, avocado egg and cream cheese. Did they mm-hmm. say it was dill mm-hmm. cream cheese crostini? It's great. It's really good. I feel like I could have had just one. Mm. You know. Yeah. So I'm going to have to take the other one with me. Yeah, I'm feeling a bit decadent this morning, too. Are you? Mm. Well, well I'm on vacation. You're on vacation. I know, you know, we're, we probably didn't mention at the beginning, not only are we doing separate work meetings, but the whole reason we're here in San Jose is for Worldcon, mm-hmm. which is a science fiction convention mm-hmm. that moves around the world, literally. Last year it was in Helsinki. Next year in Dublin. Mm-hmm. And we're here in San Jose all weekend. Yes, and uh, but I don't look on going to cons as vacation. Mm. Well, Ming California. Ah, okay. <laughs> and there are palm trees, and there are palm trees, 
If I can see palm trees, I'm on vacation. I, could, I get that. Kelly lives in Toronto, mm -hmm. where there are not palm trees. There are not. Now, Kelly has been up for a number of major writing awards, mm -hmm. but not for Hugo this year? I'm no, sorry, I, I didn't make it on the Hugos. Oh, okay. Um, Which is the award that's given here at but many of our good friends are up for Hugo's, and yes. we applaud them, and we're excited for them. It's but so we're not great. staying for the ceremony. Um, no, um, Alex <laughs> and I are going to um, spend time with Alex's cousins in San Francisco right, on Sunday. We're leaving uh, after my last my last panel on uh, Sunday, and we're going to go and hang out with family. Is that the panel on disability? That's the panel on disability. At Would you talk about that just a little bit? And then I will, because Kelly is our uh, committee liaison for the Safwa Disabilities Committee. Mm -hmm. I'm not. Is that what it's actually called? I'm um, the disability committee. I think yeah. So I'm not a person with a disability, but I care very deeply about issues that affect people with disabilities. And uh, so I was invited to moderate. The, pan the disability panel, which is happening at the World Science Fiction Convention on Sunday at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And um, it should be uh, really, really interesting. You know, people consider uh, issues that affect people with disabilities to be niche issues, but they really aren't. One in five people has a disability. So... You know, and I think it's fascinating, too, with my husband having uh, early-onset Parkinson's. Um, I have a friend who's blind, and she has a guide dog and everything. And when we first started trying to figure out ways for him to better use his iPhone, which was difficult for him with the trimmer, mm -hmm. we got Sassy on the phone, and she explained to him how to access all of the oh. functions on her phone. The and accessibility functions. Yeah, awesome. and she was telling me that so many of these things that have been developed for people with disabilities are you know, being adapted just to make abled people's lives easier because... Right. Because it does. <laughs> because it does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and it's like, oh, hey, all of this stuff is in place because we had to make it for the disabled folks. But it's actually, you know, very broad, can be applied very broadly. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we have to go because we're going to have to go to our board meeting. Yes, we are um, to be diligent and get across. We have across to be diligent, the, yes. Get across this road. Around, across the road and run to the Marriott and find yeah. our room. Mm-hmm. Guadalupe. Guadalupe, mm -hmm. which right. makes me feel like I'm at home. San Jose is very similar culture to San Jose. <laughs> well, I mean, root culture, like yeah, the yeah. Spanish. Mm -hmm. It's otherwise a very different city, especially as we're like sitting here looking at the unlovely convention center public parking building. Yeah, it's a bit sprawly. A bit sprawly, and the Quonset hut architecture on the other side of the street. You know, I have such an affection for Quonset huts. Is that because you're Canadian? Yeah, it's because I'm Canadian. It's because I grew up, I grew up fairly north, fairly far north, and there are oh. a lot of Quonset huts. Our, um, our curling rink was in a Quonset hut. Oh. So I look at this and I just think, oh, isn't that adorable? Yeah, okay. I, I will try to develop an affection for them for your sake. Thank you for sharing my first cup of coffee with me today. It was lovely. It was lovely. It was nice to get to see each other. Yeah. And I hope you all have a wonderful day. Talk to you later. Bye.